Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, I'm Whitney Port and this is With Wit. A lot of you may know me from reality TV and the reality is a lot's happened since the hills. With Wit is dedicated to having real, raw, and occasionally ridiculous conversations with the people who have had a profound impact on me. Life-changing moments, life-changing people. Because on With Wit, very little is off-limits. Hi, everyone, and welcome to With Wit. I hope you all had a beautiful, healthy, fulfilling Thanksgiving and the chance to spend some quality time with loved ones I'm sorry to those if the day was hard. My heart is with you. I know how that can be. This week, I'm doing a little bit of a shift, sharing a really fun conversation about one of my favorite things, skincare. I had a great convo with Dr. Elsa Jungbin. She's so awesome, so smart. She really started her career in science and I have been using her products for a while now. I actually went to Face House and got the reset facial that she talks about and I've shared a bunch of the products of hers that I use with you guys on my social. But Dr. Elsa Jugman has a PhD in skin pharmacology dedicating her life to studying skin science. And after researching the microbiome's relationship to skin health, she created her minimal and microbiome-friendly skincare line. Head to her website and use code WITHWIT25 for 25% off. We discuss building her brand, her research, her working mom stressors, and the balance or lack thereof, and so much more. So here is Dr. Elsa Jugman. Dr. Jungman, honestly, I'm so excited to connect with you today because I can actually say that I have been using your oil cleanser for, I don't know, how long has it been now? Like six months or a year? And it is my favorite cleanser ever. So I am just so excited to get into all this and and hear about you and how you created this incredible line of products. Oh, that's fantastic. No, thank you so much for having me. It's a true honor to be on the, on your podcast. I've been following your journey since a very long time. Aww. Actually, I learned English from France watching MTV. No uh, way! So, yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, because MTV was only in English when I was a teenager. Oh uh, my so. gosh, <laughs> that's amazing. I'm really thrilled to be talking to you. I take skincare very, very seriously, and I'm very particular about what I put on my skin 
And I don't even just have sensitive skin and I'm not even that crazy when it comes to natural versus not, but I have tried so many different things. And like I said, your cleanser has just always now for the past year been a staple in my routine. And so in preparation for this podcast, I was doing a little bit of research just Mm -hmm. about how you started the product line and what the inspiration was. And I read that you suffered from toxic shock syndrome at 18. And I'm just so curious how that happened. And then if that was the impetus to, to starting the line. Yeah, no, happy to tell you more about my my personal story. So yeah, I I mean, I'm French originally. I grew up in in France near Paris. And when I turned 18, actually, I was, um, I I mean, on a personal note, I I had my my heart had just been heartbroken, you know, by an ex-boyfriend and I was not feeling really myself. And I had my period on a very random day when it was not supposed to, to come so early. And I was I was using some tampons and some pads and I, I started feeling lightheaded. I passed mm. out. I, I was, yeah, I was still in high school. It was around 203, 202, around those years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I went to the hospital. They sent me home. They said, oh, it's just a period. And then at night, it really got worse. And when you suffer a toxic shock syndrome, one of the first symptoms is that your blood pressure drop, drop extremely low. And that's very concerning. And I remember that night a doctor came home to visit me and told my parents they should call an ambulance. So I arrived at the hospital and they told me I I would not sleep for the night to run all those exams on me because they had no idea what was happening to me. And after running, you know, all those exams for like 12 hours, they said that I had that bacterial infection and I was the first case of the hospital. At the time, it was not a very common disease at all. We didn't speak about it. And, uh, and so I, I spent one week in intensive care. Uh, and they had no idea if I would survive or not because it was oh. so rare. I never felt I was dying and they never told me that. But it's what I've learned after. I just wow. remember feeling so bad that I was wishing I was in a mathematics class. <laughs> and I'm thinking if I was feeling that way, it means that really I was at my low, low. Totally. <laughs> oh my goodness. I don't mean to laugh, but... No, no, it's fine. I mean, they found the bacteria on the tampon. So they, they, they presume it came from the tampon. But mm-hmm. what I explained to the medical staff is that I started feeling bad before wearing the tampon when my period arrived. Mm. And if I was not able to change my my tampon for the night, it's because I was actually feeling so bad that I could not get up from my bed. Right. And so they, they never really knew, but probably it's a tampon. We'll, we'll never really know. And at the time, I guess we didn't really investigate. And there was not as much, I would say, communication around toxic shock syndrome as there is today. All I would say for anyone who's listening who, who still have period is just that whether it's a tampon or a cup, you have to be very careful because it's all about for how long your blood stays to your system. Mm. So you, you need to make sure that even if you use clean product or like different type of, of device, you, you have to really change them very frequently mm. because that's, that's what can kill you. So you have to be careful. Oh my God. That's so crazy. I'm very guilty of leaving them in for way too long. I mean, it's up. Yeah. So was this what then really launched your interest into the minimal and microbiome friendly skincare? Or were you already super interested in this? Like how did how did that come about? I think I've always been very interested about skin. And I was initially, I remember as a teenager, I really loved makeup and I was really into, you know, using makeup to help you feel more confident. 
But uh, after the toxic shock syndrome, what happened is that my skin became very sensitive. And looking back, I think what happened is that because I had that dangerous bacteria, they had to put me on very strong antibiotic. And some of the side effects of the toxic shock syndrome is that you lose a lot of skin layers. Mm. I remember for me, it was mostly on my hands and on my feet. Uh But also, I went back to school a bit early because it was the final high school exam and I I had to be back to to train for my exam. And I remember catching a lot of different derm issues on my body. Like, it was very weird. I I, I was like scratching my my skin a lot and Uh and my skin became also very, very dry, especially on my face. Uh And I developed some rosacea that I didn't have before the toxic shock syndrome. And because of that, and growing up, I think in France made a big difference. I remember my, my aunt at the time, she had just recovered from a concert and she told me that she was using those La Roche-Posay or Avin product that were yeah. very gentle for her skin. And she gifted me one. She told me, oh, you will really need that to help your, your body and your skin recover. And that's how I, I started using moisturizer, which I never did before. And I really needed it because my skin became just so dry and reactive. And that's how I think I became very interested into skin science, into understand what, what makes the skin the way it is and we don't always know it, but your skin is your body's largest organ. And it's really the, the barrier to the outside world that protects you. And what's very interesting about it is that because it's an organ, it's something, you know, you study in, in science, in biology, and you learn all the physiology about it. But also skin is, is very much related to your self-confidence, to a lot of social aspects, because it's what people see from you, the first thing they see with, of you physically. So it's 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 a very interesting topic, both on the science side and then more on the social side as well. So that's why I think I've always been fascinated by it. And also, you know, like in fashion, growing up in Paris, you know, it's uh, makeup and all of that. Like you also have the glamorous aspect of working on skin and in, uh, in the beauty industry. Okay, and now a word from our sponsor. I color and tone my hair pretty frequently. And as many of you know, once you start and you love it, you kind of have to keep it up. But I really rarely use hot tools on my own, but I do get my hair done for events and photo shoots and whatnot, which happen often. And all of these things can really cause my hair to become really weak and brittle, even damaged. I'm so, so thankful that there is a product that helps strengthen my hair. It's this new product called K18. It is bringing you the future of hair care with their leave-in molecular repair hair mask that reverses damage in just four minutes. It's the best. Shop K18's leave-in molecular repair hair mask at Sephora and Sephora.com. Unlike most products that just cover up the damage, this clinically proven breakthrough repairs damage from bleach and color, chemical services, and heat on all hair types. The secret is in their patented K18 peptide, born after 10 years of complex bioscience research to restore strength and elasticity in the innermost layers of your hair. Since damage is ongoing, you can start fresh with stronger, softer, smoother, bouncier hair that lasts. 
The best part is K-18's easy leave-in fits into any routine so you can repair daily damage with less stress and frustration and unlock new levels of self-expression. Bring your hair into the future with K-18 Molecular Repair, available now at Sephora and Sephora.com. Okay, now back to the chit-chat. You think about what you want your skin to look like, and that doesn't always align sometimes you think with the products that you want to use, but what really matters and what I'm interested to learn from you is how skincare, how microbiome friendly skincare, not only obviously helps towards like whole health of this huge organ, but also how it can help create just like healthy looking skin too. Tell me just about like microbiome friendly skincare in general and in the science of it. And then also how that relates to skin, just looking healthy and good as well. Yeah. Those are very good points that I'll be happy to address. I think it can be, you know, microbiome is a very overwhelming subject, especially when you're not a microbiologist, which is most of uh, 99.9% of us. Totally. Totally. I think to understand it in a very easy way, it's really to think about less is more. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, just talking about, you know, France and French brands, the difference of culture between the U.S. and France is very interesting when you look at skincare, because especially in the past, like you would talk to French women or even French men and they tell you everybody has sensitive skin. It's what they say. Mm-hmm. And, and, and French women do not use that much makeup or product. It's like, OK, maybe one lipstick and a moisturizer and that's it. People who are not so much into actives, routine, like skincare, like really the bare minimum. Mm -hmm. And when I moved to the US in 2015, everybody came to me when they knew I just came from L'Oreal and that I had a PhD in uh, in skin science. Everybody had so many questions about active retinol, vitamin C, which nobody ever asked me that. So I was was very surprised to see how people were like fascinated by my background and wanted to get some advice about which product to pick. And at the same time, I started working for a startup company that was leading the way on microbiome research. And I had no idea what that was when I started. So basically, the microbiome is all the microorganisms that live on your skin, just like in your body or in your gut. Maybe you've heard of like probiotic, like in yogurt or in supplement that you take for your gut health. And it's actually exactly the same for your skin. Your skin is covered of like billions of microorganisms, mostly bacteria and fungi that are really here actually to keep you healthy. But 10 years ago, we didn't know about that. We knew there was some microorganisms on the, on the skin, but we didn't know how key they were to be healthy. Like we know for the gut, now we know the same for skin. And, and that field is just starting in terms of scientific research. And it's fascinating because what's happening is that for people who suffer, for example, from acne, eczema, or rosacea, for example, they tend to have an unbalance Macrobiome, whereas people who feel like they have a healthy skin very often they have what we call a balanced microbiome with good proportion of like good and bad bacteria on mm-hmm. your skin. Mm-hmm. So the whole concept of microbiome friendly came with like actually your skin on its own is here to protect you to keep you healthy, and you have all those microorganisms that are here also to fight for you. Right. And what's happening? is that anytime you apply your product to your skin, you're interacting first with your microbiome. And unfortunately, most of the time, damaging it. 
Mm-hmm. And what's happening, especially in urbanized areas, like we live in, uh, in cities, is that there are more and more skin issues in women, in children, and it's quite bad. There's really like a, an epidemic of, of skin problem, I would say, around the world. And we've never used as many products as we do today. And my theory and why I started my business and, and that skincare line was like, okay, I think we need to take a step back to things. It's not normal that there are supposedly all those solutions for your skin on the market that seems to make it worse. And one of the reasons what I thought is that we actually, I think, use too many products, too many ingredients that are damaging our microbiome. And instead, the solution could be by trying to go with the less is more, using less ingredients, less product, and try to respect our skin more as an organ and let its inner biology thrive. So that's why the whole concept when I created the line, because I had a lot of issue now knowing about the microbiome and having sensitive skin. I wanted to find product that would have a very minimal amount of ingredients, will be free from like allergen or ingredient that could kill my good bacteria. And I could not find that on the market. And that's why I thought, what if we try to do a skincare line where the product will have 10 ingredients or, or less? And also be respectful of the of the microbiome, like skipping all the ingredients that can irritate or that can kill bacteria. Right. And that was a huge challenge to start, especially for the cleanser. I can imagine. People don't necessarily always connect to how much our insides are informing our outsides. And like your skin is one of the first visual ways that you can see how what's going on in your insides is actually coming out on mm-hmm. your outside. But tell me about like the skin microbiome test that you have and then how that then informs what products you should use and, you know, how that helps educate the consumer. Yeah, exactly. Because as a scientist by training, I launched a line and I decided to make it, I would say, a a bit like a one fit all, you know, like I designed it in a way that it should be suitable for most of the skin profile, uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. whether you have more like oily, dry or like problem, uh, a problematic skin. But I thought if we want to do more targeted treatment, I need to understand better the microbiome for people who have acne, eczema, dry skin, oily skin. And today, because the science is so new in the microbiome field, we don't have those information about skin profile to be able to create the best solution long-term. So that's why we, we started by doing a lot of clinical research. We, we had a, a small lab before the pandemic and uh, the team, we would like swab ourselves to kind of learn about the bacteria and fungi we had on the, on the skin. And after doing that and testing it on different communities, it was such a success that we decided to make it a commercial test where people could, with a simple swab at home, discover all about the bacteria and fungi that live on their skin and learn about their microbiome. And also, based on their microbiome profile, get some personalized recommendation about ingredients that you can use in a routine that are mm-hmm. part of our line, but not only. We also recommend ingredients and products from different brands that could be suitable for your skin profile. And also, just like you said, your skin reflects also your inside. We also do some nutrition advice with superfood ingredient that mm-hmm. we dealt with an expert in that field called Jolene Hart. She wrote multiple books on, uh, on skin and food, which I found very fascinating. So we, we build those profiles together. That's amazing. I think like if there's a problem 
with the skin or with anything. And the issue is to get to the root of it, right? So I think this is so amazing. And not a lot of brands do this. They just tell you it will help you. So I love exactly. this. I love this personalized way of going about it. Was it scary to go out on your own? Did you experience like self-doubt? Did oh you? <laughs> yeah. How, how did? <laughs> yeah. I, I wish I had experienced less self-doubt, but no, it, was, it was such a crazy journey. Like it's, I mean, like most of the entrepreneur and I would say even more like female entrepreneur, it's, it's, it's a roller coaster every day. Yeah. So when I worked for that big corporation, I mean, I had a very comfortable job in France. Like everything was perfect. Mm -hmm. I had my, my, my husband who was my boyfriend there. We were living in Paris together, having our, the beginning of our career, very happy. I realized I wanted to make more of an impact. And working for a large corporation like that, like also because I was a scientist, I felt like I was stuck in a very particular position yeah. in the lab. And I wanted to see more of the world, learn about different type of position and learn more about skin and how to develop solution for the skin. So we moved together to San Francisco in 2015. I got lucky to have a green card when I moved here. And I work with a lot of startups in the, the beauty and biotech world. And that's how I got into the microbiome. But what happened is that the role I had at that microbiome startup, I was their first product manager. So my, my role was to kind of brainstorm and come up with the next product that we should launch. And I was doing all that consumer research, scientific research to kind of try to put both, you know, what's trendy and what's new in science to put it together to product to launch. And I loved my job so much. I think I took it too personally. I had sometimes some issue, you know, with our management because I, I was a very strong advocate of certain things. And I ended up losing my position on, on part because of that. And I realized I didn't see myself going back to another company because I thought I have such, such a strong vision of what I want to accomplish that I, I cannot do that for someone else unless someone is totally aligned with my vision, which is very hard to find. And I didn't want to start alone. I was like, I'm, I'm an immigrant in the US. I come from science. I mean, I have no investor friend. I don't know anything about early stage startup or investment. And I wanted to do a science-backed company, which requires some funding if you want to do research. So I really didn't know where to start. I didn't take a new full-time job. I was doing some consulting work for over biotech business. And I was working on my PowerPoint, you know, to just try to pitch my idea. And I remember the name of the project was My Minimalist Beauty initially. Because yeah. I was like, if I talk about the microbiome, nobody will understand. Right, right. But if I talk about minimalism, that resonates in everyone. 100%. And actually, I saw it as the solution to the microbiome problem. And I did some startup accelerator in San Francisco. It was back in 2018. And then, and that's my advice for anyone who wants to start their business and is looking for some funding, like always apply to like pitching competition, accelerator, but also very importantly, try to reach out to your community. Mm -hmm. And for me, my community in San Francisco was the French community. Uh -huh. I only worked for U.S. companies, but I realized when I needed to raise money, nobody in the U.S. would want to, you know, take the risk and invest. But actually, French entrepreneurs in San Francisco really resonated with my story. And so they wanted to support me and my first investor were like, successful French entrepreneur from San Francisco who had built their own program to support foreign founders. Oh, wow. And that's how I got my first check and was able to start. I am really grateful that you were able to find a community of investors that believed in you because we do need a company like yours. 
So actually, very recently, we launched a B2B side of the business called Hello Biome, where we actually offer like that tech platform and algorithm we've, we've developed to collect microbiome data and use those data for product innovation to other businesses who want also to, to get into that field. And, uh, and we are now working with like very small companies and, and very large corporations on that, which is fascinating. That's so cool. And the team changed a lot because initially we were a, a skincare line, so classic consumer brand. You know, we started B2C, then we went to retail at Credo Beauty. We also did, and I think you've tried our facials, the reset at Face House. I was going to ask about that. That collaboration still going on? Yes, yes, very strongly. And uh, we have we have more announcement coming. The, the reset is a is a big success at Face House and. I can tell you why we, we developed it together, but basically I realized that the professional and medical world did not have much solution for sensitive skin that uh-huh. were very gentle and for the microbiome. And the Faceos team was amazing because I pitched them my the, the concept and they loved it because they were like, no, we don't have any, any facials that can really take care of the skin like that, that is very gentle, but still with a, a professional result. Yes. And that's how we co-created that facial with the microbiome test. I love that facial. And for any of you listening who have sensitive skin, definitely go check out the Face House collab that Elsa Jugman has because you can get a really beautiful facial with all of her products. You did this beautiful mask that had like, I don't know whether it was little flowers or rosemary yes, or like jelly mask. Yes, yeah. it was so awesome. I always love when I talk to skincare founders, like what your specific routine is and like yes. what products from your line are in your routine. What are some other ones you love? Like I, I'd love to know your general routine. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, happy to share it. And it's it's quite minimal. So uh, I love that. I, I won't spend too much time on it. No, I think that everybody is like yearning for a minimal routine. When I wake up in the morning, I try to, when I shower, I try, first, I, I don't use a lot of soap. Mm-hmm. I'm very, very careful of that for my microbiome. And I, I try to also avoid hot water on my face because Water in general is an irritant. I love to use to refresh my face in the morning, the Avin uh, Thermal Spring Water. Amazing. You can find it in the US, but in, in France, it's such a popular product. I love it because it's a, it's a water that is much more gentle and that is enriched in minerals naturally that really help with your skin barrier. And it's less damaging than regular water. Ah. After that, I like to use a startover moisturizer that we've developed. It's made, it was the first product actually I created and it was even before having funding or a lab. I, I think I created that one in my, in my kitchen initially. So in our moisturizing serum, there is Qualan and an overall called Sasha Inkiol that I source from a French biotech and they refined it so it has no scent and it's even more gentle than a classic Sasha Inkiol and blended with Qualan. For me personally, I don't even need to use a moisturizer after. With just those three ingredients and that first step, it moisturizes my skin for all day long. And I have very dry skin. And then I use sunscreen on top of that. I love the the brand from Serena, from Venus Williams called um, Eleven. Oh, I love that one. I don't think it contains preservative, which I like for the microbiome. It's a zinc oxide sunscreen and it's a very nice formulation. You don't feel like you're wearing sunscreen, I feel like, when you you have it on your skin. Mm -hmm. So I love to use that for like my everyday sunscreen. So you don't, so you don't use a cleanser in the morning. You just... Whoa. Okay. So my sister, who's like a self-identified skincare expert, she 
she told me not to wash my face either in the morning and to just either, you know, use a cotton pad with like a micellar water or something. Mm -hmm. But why do I just feel like in the morning I need that refresh for some reason? Like I feel like I to get off all the oils from the night, but it's not necessary. So one thing to know is that if you have an oily skin and if you feel like your skin produces a lot of oil, sometimes it's a sign of irritation. Okay. So meaning that the more you're going to clean, the more it's going to produce oil. I think it's a good advice to, to tell, like to use a micellar water because it should be more gentle than a, a regular cleanser. Uh-huh. And really when it comes to washing and not only me, but also some dermatologists in the field recommend the same, like that cleaning your skin using soap is the first step that really damage your skin barrier because every time you wash well you get unless it's a microbiome friendly cleanser you strip your microbiome and you also damage a bit your your skin barrier and because of that your skin feels drier so you end up using more product to try to rebalance it Mm -hmm. and it's like that destructive cycle it's there's a book called beyond soap from dr sandy skopnicki for me, it's really a reference in the field because she explained very well that issue that we have with overcleaning our skin mm. that leads now to all those skin issues. And that in the past, people were not cleaning their skin so much and they didn't have all the problems that we have today. Mm. So less is more when it comes to cleaning, especially if you feel like you have a sensitive skin. Uh-huh. My advice to our community when they ask me, oh, I mean, you know, my skin is reactive, it's stinging. I'm like, okay, when do you wash? And sometimes some people wash their skin several times a day because they work out yep. or they want to wash it in the morning. And I say, do an experiment for 48 hours. Stop cleaning your skin for 48 hours and try to not use makeup or sunscreen if you can or just use a very gentle cleanser at night to remove it and see how your skin feels. If it feels worse, go back to your routine. But if you notice an improvement, maybe that's why your skin feels so disbalanced. Right. But what about at the end of the day before going to sleep? Will you use a cleanser then? If I have no sunscreen or makeup on my face, I won't. I mean, my skin is at its best when I don't clean it for days. I'm just, it's so interesting to me. Like if you haven't put anything on your face that day, like no sunscreen, no makeup, all you did was your routine in the morning, just moisturizer. Yeah, exactly. You'll go to sleep with it just as is. You won't rinse, you won't. And I won't even need a moisturizer when I go to bed because my skin doesn't feel dry at the end of the day if I didn't clean it. Wow. And so there's no science behind like like trying to clean off the dirt that that gets on your face throughout the day or there's like... I mean, if you live in a very polluted area or if you're using makeup, sunscreen or certain type of product that, that needs to be rinsed, my 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 suggestion would be just like you said to use like a very gentle cleanser which if you want something more watery you can use like a micellar water mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and if if not i i'm i'm a big fan of oil cleanser but to choose an oil cleanser that do not have what we call surfactant which is the ingredient that can cause the foaming and the cleaning effect to choose a version that will be very mild or even just using a plain oil, you know, to clean your face, like just plain jojoba oil, for right. example. You don't, you don't need to have that foaming effect to have a clean skin because when it foam or when it's strip, it's damaging. So it's it's better to choose something a very gentle step when it comes to cleaning to really preserve your your skin health and also your skin longevity. Well, I'm sure this comes really in handy for you having just 
had a baby, which I read about. I can't. How old is your baby? So I just had my second son. He's just seven weeks old. Oh He's my very god! Little. <laughs> he was born late September. Yeah, we are very lucky. His name is Roman. What do you find like the most challenging at the moment about being a working mom? I mean, it's hard, you know, and you, you cannot stop yourself from feeling guilty. Right. And it's starting when I had my first son, Joaquin, because I got pregnant. It was during the lockdown of COVID. Mm-hmm. And after that, he the whole this whole time was very challenging for my business because it was COVID time. And, you know, all investors, everyone was telling you to create, to do all those cuts, to be so careful, to be able, you know, to keep your business through the crisis. And we were launching the brand during that time. And I was, I remember being so, so stressed and anxious about the business while being pregnant. And I would go to the hospital and talk to the, 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 the some staff there. And they were reassuring me, telling me, no, don't worry. Even if you're anxious, your baby will be fine. But I, I was very stressed. And when he was born, it was such a relief to see that he was a healthy baby boy. And it actually, I think, gave me some strength. And that's how I came up with the idea to launch a microbiome test. It was after the birth of my of my first baby. So I think it, it gives you some resources. And what's great also is that before having children, my I mean, besides my, my husband, like my business was my whole life. You know, I was mm-hmm. fully dedicated to it. And having children, it really helped me, I think, to take a step back. Mm-hmm. And also understand priority in mm-hmm, life mm-hmm. where you're like, you know, business is business. The business can die and it's fine. You'll just do another business. Right. But, you know, when, when it comes to your child, it's, you know, it's, it's, you, you, you want, you want what's best for them and you, you want them to be healthy and happy little, little human. So that's, that become very, very important, but it's always challenging to, to balance both. And I felt guilty because when I, when I got pregnant with, my second son, Roman, I was negotiating very big contract for our business. And I was almost like, oh, this is bad timing. What would the partner say if I say I'm pregnant? So I, I've been hiding my pregnancy for so long. And it's, it's so stupid, but there is always a bias, you know, like you're like, if I tell them I'm pregnant, they won't want to invest or they won't want to sign a partnership with them because we think I'm going to disappear and that I would just, you know, be, you know, stay at home mom and stop my business. So, but, and, and Sam, and when my, my son Roman was born, I was, I was so happy and I felt so stupid about how, you know, I, I behaved during the pregnancy, why I was so scared. And I, I was so happy again and so lucky to have such a healthy little boy. Put it all into perspective for you. Yes, sure. exactly. Yeah. If you could choose one product from your line that you think like would be your favorite or best for everyone, what would it be? That I, I believe it will be the begin again cleanser uh-huh. because it's extremely gentle. And actually, we formulated it in our lab during the pandemic. And honestly, we, I created like 100 or 150 different versions of it before we came up with that formulation. Mm-hmm. It, was a, it was a huge process to, to manage to create a cleanser that will be effective but will really keep the skin. Mm. And that's all the work that, that came behind it. So I think that that would be that one because I've seen people who have acne-prone skin, people who have very dry skin who loves it. Mm-hmm. So it's really a universal gentle cleanser, I would say. Okay, same. I mean, I love that one too. So tell us where everyone can shop all your stuff. Oh, thank you. 
So you can buy our skincare line and the microbiome test on drej.com. It's r-ej.com. Amazing. We are also at Credo Beauty online and investor and also at Faceos where you can you can do the reset facial and also buy our, our product there. That's our main sales point. They created a code. It's with wit25 for 25% off products. So just go to doctor-ej.com slash discount slash with wit25, or I'm sure you can just use the code yeah, with wit25 at exactly. checkout. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Amazing. Well, everybody try it and let me know what you think. Like I said, I have been using the cleanser for like a year now and I'm obsessed with it. And Dr. Jungman, it's been such a pleasure chatting with you. You're such a wealth of knowledge. No, thank you so much for this opportunity with Nate. Um, I'm very emotional to be in your podcast. Aww, so thank stop. you. And that also you <laughs> Oh you. my gosh. Honestly, my pleasure. I look forward to doing more together. So thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank you so much. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you loved this episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. I'd love to hear what you think and anything more or even less you'd want to hear about. Tune in every Tuesday for a new episode. If you want to know more about what I'm up to, you can find me on Instagram at Whitney E. Port, my website, WhitneyPort.com, and my YouTube channel, Whitney Port. Peace in the streets. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.